With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found Fantasy Football Weekly Micro. A deep dive on one player in just five to ten minutes. Now here's your host, Paul Chargian. It's Fantasy Football Weekly Micro Edition. I'm Paul Charchian. My co-host, Tyler Canabley, guillotineleagues.com. Welcome back. Who are we talking about today? Little Travis Etienne, Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, we're going to break down Travis Etienne. I feel like this season didn't pan out the way people thought it was going to based on all the hype in the preseason for Travis Etienne. It definitely didn't in the first half. So he was being drafted, or he he finished as the RB24 last mm-hmm. season, average points per game. Yep. He's going off the board as RB12. Wow. So 50, like half yep. of his stock up there. So like I said, it was a, the tale of two halves for him. The weeks one through six, kind of James Robinson factor there. Yes. ETN only had... Which was baffling, yes, by the way. He had only one 15-plus touch game zero 20-plus touch games and was the RB28 in average points per game. Yeah, and, and here's James Robinson coming off an Achilles, and they pounded James Robinson a bunch early in the season. Yeah. Then they bench him and then they traded him away. I'm like, what are you doing? That was The usage was so weird for ETN and Robinson. But then, after week six... Weeks 7 through 17, ETN had seven 15-plus touch games, four 20-plus touch games, and was the RB15 in average points per game. Okay, I would contend, if you're telling me that most of his games, the rest of the season, were 15, 20-touch games, should have been higher than RB15. I agree, and I think the reason it wasn't was because he really wasn't catching a lot of passes. Yeah. And that was the big thing coming out of college for him, is he... His senior season, he had 48 catches, 588 yards. So he averages four catches, 49 yards per game. Mm, that's great a, number. That's a great number yes, for a college right. running back. Yes. And last season, he only had 35 receptions, and which was 23rd among running backs. And, he, and the other problem is he wasn't scoring a lot of touchdowns. He only had five total touchdowns last season, zero of which were receiving touchdowns. So I just I don't know what to do with that. I think maybe it's because there's so many mouths that feed in that offense, but... But not in, the, not in the backfield. Not in the backfield, yes. It's Snoop Connor, who I was optimistic about, had zero impact on that on that team, and they traded away James Robinson. Now, you can make a case that they're going to score more rushing touchdowns. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to, well, they probably scored 10 as a team. You know, if, if they score more rushing touchdowns, ETN's got to get most of those based on who's on roster right now, right? I would say so in terms of the running back kind of, Perception is, I mean, they added Dearness Johnson in free agency. He's a a guy. He's okay. They still have Snoop Connor. I don't know if they still have Jamichael Hasey. They might, but he's not changing really anything in terms of the backfield. Certainly not as a touchdown. Yeah, ETN had most of all like the red zone carries. Like I don't 
there was never like a time where like, oh, Jamichael Hasty got a one year touchdown. Like that right. just didn't happen. Right. So I think Lawrence actually had a lot of, quite a bit of QB sneaks, which might might have bit into. He's got, uh, he is, he's got some sneaky wheels. Yeah, Lawrence, and does. he's like six six, so he's a great QB sneak guy. Mm-hmm. So, but you got to have the ball at the one yard line. Yeah, for that. Yep. Right. But like like, but that's why I think James Connor is so good because Kyler's not running a QB sneak at the <laughs> one right. yard line. No, so he doesn't. That's why James Connor got all that's those right, touchdowns. That's right. Because he's five eleven. 5'11 is being generous. Right, that is generous. <laughs> so, actually, but yes. yeah, I think the one thing. Back to the receptions, real quick. Is mm-hmm. Jacksonville was fifth in perce- or fifth worst in percentage of targets to running backs at fourteen percent in a Doug Peterson offense? That's weird. Exactly, and the only teams mm-hmm. that were worse were the Eagles, Rams, Ravens, Vikings. Wow. So the the Jaguars and Travis Etienne can get better two ways. One is he can catch more because he is he is a proven pass catching asset, and then the second is he can score more. And I just think if if you played out this coming season 100 times, I think both of those numbers go up from last year, I don't know, 80 times out of 100, that ETN will catch more and he'll score more. And But that's being baked into his ADP right now, his RB12 coming off an RB24 season. Exactly. I think RB, like when you do the math, you're like, okay, he finishes RB24, but if you're going to give him all those touches, you're going to really like him. I think when you start to get it like – look into who's kind of around him, it gets a bit more interesting. But I think one thing I want to touch on before we play the ADP game is they added Calvin Ridley in this offense. There are just so many pieces they're going to have to feed, at least through the air. They have Mm. Ridley. They have Ingram's coming back. Kirk. Zay Jones isn't a bad option either. Like There Mm -hmm. are so many guys who are going to want this ball in this Jacksonville offense. And I think Trevor Lawrence can kind of like fuel that offense. Like He can be the anchor where he can make some of these guys fantasy relevant. But to say that, Travis Etienne is going to catch like 80 passes. I don't think is realistic. Well, no, but he can catch a lot more than the 35. Yeah, oh, know, for sure. He could yep. go for, he had 35 could turn into 50. I just don't think there's easily. that that Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler upside with Etienne, even though he is a great receiving back. Let's talk about dynasty and empire leagues for Travis Etienne. It feels like to me, I'm more intrigued with Etienne in dynasty and empire because you're investing in a young, talented offense. And I like doing that. And there's so little competition for Travis Etienne. Do you like him? Do you like Etienne more, less, or about the same based on his ADP right now as RB12? I love him way more in terms of dynasty specifically just because he's so young. And he only has one NFL season under his belt. And we already know that he's good. You kind of got to treat him like a a rookie because last year was kind of his rookie year because he missed the the one prior with that foot injury. But Mm -hmm. I really like him in dynasty i think he's a great asset to go out and trade for especially if, especially if you're rebuilding he can be kind of like a core anchor of your dynasty or empire league i'm i'm i don't i'm no i don't know if i'm ready to say core anchor for travis Etienne, but he's a guy i want on my dynasty team i don't know if i'm going to build a team around him exactly but i like him a lot all right let's play the adp game who else is going around running back 12 let's do it josh jacobs rb10 would you take Etienne over josh jacobs just for the season. I think I, I got to go with Jacobs based on the season he's coming off of. And yeah. while I don't love that totality of that offense very much, Jimmy Garoppolo leading the way here, but I know they're going to just run him into the ground just like they did last year. The, the usage is going to be so high in Jacobs, I'd go Jacobs. All right. Your guy, Tony Pollard, RB11. On a previous one of these, we yes. talked about Tony Pollard as having the upside of being RB1, the highest scoring running back. So until they draft somebody else which I think they will. I'm going Tony Pollard. All right. 
your guy also, Ramondre Stevenson. I love Ramondre Stevenson. <laughs> You're hitting all my favorite players like, right this now. This is where he's being drafted. Stevenson's got yep. that backfield to himself, and I think he's a special player. So uh-huh. I'm taking Ramondre Stevenson over Travis Etienne. All right. Najee Harris, RB14. I don't like what I saw last year from Harris. Nobody does. Granted, he got better in December. We broke him down on a previous Fantasy Football Weekly Micro Edition. I think I'd still take... I'm going to take ETN here because I don't think the situation is materially changed in Pittsburgh from last year. It's kind of insane that drop off from it goes from Jacobs, Pollard, Ramondre, and the next one is Najee Harris. Yeah, that does feel like a big drop off. Huge teardrop. And then, all right, under Najee Harris is going to be Dalvin Cook. Let's say he's on the Vikings RB15. I see. uh, Obviously, I mean, Dalvin Cook was RB5 at this time last year. Everybody assumes he's going to be off the Vikings and in some other situation, which is probably too. I can't imagine the Vikings. Vikings right now have $17 million locked into their running backs. That's not going to hold up. Something's going to change. He's better than Alexander Madison. If he stays in Minnesota, he probably has a season not dissimilar to last year. <sighs> he didn't catch much in this offense, which was frustrating. I'm going to go uh, Travis Etienne over Dalvin Cook. There you go. Yeah. And let's just, let's say Dalvin Cook in. I made the Miami thing in a, in a recent episode, and mm-hmm. it, it actually said the Miami tried to trade for him, which I didn't know. I just threw out a team. Right, yeah. But I think if – do you think it's more likely that Dalvin Cook gets cut or that he gets traded? I think it's more likely he gets traded for something. I think the Vikings, I think, will find a way to get something for him. Uh, it'll have to work, rework his deal wherever he goes. Nobody, nobody, including the Vikings, will pay him what his contract's worth right now. Yeah. So, I mean, so overall, I feel like we're pretty high on ETN. We are. I, higher than I thought, I guess, going into it. But based on where you've got him, I've got Jacobs, Pollard, Ramondre, Stevenson all higher. That brings us to 13. That means I'm slotting in Travis Etienne right yeah. around running back 14. I mean, so the only guy not you would, far off his ADP. Exactly. The only guy you would take over him that was below RB12 was Ramondre at RB13. So Yeah. yeah. I, I think I think the people have got it about right. Yeah. Just watch out for Bijan to the Patriots, I guess. Hearing some buzz there. Ramondre might not be the guy. <laughs> I don't see it happening. Well, you never know. I don't yeah. see it Neither happening. Do I, They've got a great running back, Ramondre Stevenson. It's going to be so interesting where he goes because it's just going to ruin somebody's yeah. fantasy team. Uh, you know it's going to ruin. Is it's going to be Joe Mixon. It's going to be the ruin. I, I'm continuing okay. to contend that they're going to be the dynamite for Oh, God, it would be great. Oh, dynamite. Man. Maybe I just I just want it to happen. I'm going to just try to will it to happen yep. from, from my kitchen. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thank you very much for listening to Fantasy Football Weekly Micro Edition. We continue to put these out Monday through Thursdays, and then you get the full version of Fantasy Football Weekly every Friday to give you plenty to sink your teeth into over the course of the weekend. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fantasy Football Weekly Micro. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.